Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Lusbaum, and my good friend, South Stand chum, bearded Orient legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, and welcome <laughs> back to episode 15. Thanks very much. Um, thanks for everybody who's listened to uh, episode 14 and for all the feedback that you've given us. Um, we are uh, flying as a twosome today. Uh, we are not with with Graham, unfortunately. Negotiations uh, have broken down over negotiating him from his contract with his uh, with his fiance. Um, bidding is stuck at a pound. Yeah, we're not willing to go above one pound twenty five at the moment, and his fiance is holding out for two pound ten. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's tense at the moment, but hopefully we'll have him. For the next episode. Yeah, he made his uh, debut on uh, The Well Received, episode 14, and a few reviews we've had for that. Uh, first one came from David Boone, at David G. Boone, and he said, excellent podcast, lads. Cheers, David. Thanks, David. And Ryan Cameron Linden, at Linden Orient, said, great podcast, really enjoyed it. That 40 minutes went quick, which is which is great, actually, if it helps pass the time like that. And Yeah, that's what we're here for. Great. Uh, Love that. David Sears, at David Sears Free, said, really enjoyed the podcast, lads. Keep up the good work. In answer to your question, Nuge isn't the answer. Mm. Mm. Probably, a, I think that's a general thought, actually. Adam C at Blackpool underscore LOFC. Excellent stuff, guys. No, Nuge isn't the answer. Got a lot of time for the guy, but I think he's a step backwards at the moment. Also, thanks for making the podcast. Hard to get to games from up north, so nice to hear other opinions. Thanks for getting in touch, Adam. Yeah, that's a great comment, Adam. And yeah. That's what we're here to do, kind of, you know. <coughs> inform Orient fans who can't make games and who don't have access to... The stuff we have access just to. to. Yeah, just to get shared opinions. Great stuff, thank you. Absolutely. Mark Green at O's Fan Basic said, good stuff, guys. Cheers, Mark. Thanks. And Sam at Smoke O's. Uh, thoroughly enjoyable, pure Orient chat. Hashtag respect. Respect to you, Sam. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the last one uh, came from Jason Ferdinando at Mug. That's Pugna. He said, uh, great listen on the train home from London. Uh, and also reference to Graham's Danny Benstock. Uh, favourite player quote yeah. said uh, Danny Benstock used to sit in the West End after being let go from the O's well there you go how many players would do that I've still looked for Danny Benstock on Facebook and I can't find him and I've looked for him on Twitter as well and he's not there <laughs> Danny Benstock come on get in touch with us yes that would be great um, so last uh, during the course of the week we put up the Frank Clark interview that we did um, last month with him um, listening figures are pretty good for that at the moment if you haven't already had a listen um, do check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash orient hyphen outlook the full uh, I think it's just over an hour just uh, over an hour yeah if I remember rightly so um, have a listen let us know what you think absolutely it was a pleasure to interview him and uh, a great man and describe some great times and if you've listened to the Frank Clark we also have uh, an interview available uh, from our back catalogue <laughs> of one <laughs> of one uh, with Matt Lockwood so yeah happy with our interview so far two Orient legends yeah. Yeah, yeah long may it continue um, so about two weeks ago we introduced Orient the next generation and we're happy to say that there's not one uh, new fan ball in the CEOs but amazingly two two wow like buses <laughs> like buses yeah. don't get one for ages and then two come along at once not last week two, two this week. week do you want to do the first one then Paul yeah cool um, again we mentioned him just a moment ago but Jason uh, Ferdinando uh, getting four week old Jake Ferdinando up to speed ASAP after seeing Bats miss today showing promise though um, so interestingly how people think of names for their for their um, soon to be's uh, was nearly latent if we went up or remain but the missus only agreed if he scored and we won so, so close maybe with the next one maybe the next one uh, you know 
Yeah, yeah, it's something to work on, isn't it? Yeah, maybe this season. We might have an Italian name, though, next oh, time. Oh, possibly. Yeah, like uh, Gianfranco. Gianfranco, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so congratulations to you, Jason, and to you, Dave DeFries, uh, whose daughter was born on Monday night. So, yeah, well, well done, guys, and uh, welcome to the club. Congratulations to you. This your first foray into it. So, the week so far, so on <clears> Monday, uh, sadly, the loser was announced that Dean Cox is currently injured. But interestingly, it came through various sources, but not, not the official time. club feed. I feel sorry, sorry for Johnny Davis, just to go off on a slightly sort of different angle. I feel sorry for Johnny because he's the obviously media and communications manager, but he can only do what the club are telling him, what the chief exec and what the president are telling him to do. Yeah, maybe so. It's been said, been said to him, you know, about or, saying, or look, we don't, we don't want, we don't want any announcements have to come through us. And I don't know. It's just a bit of a strange one that, you know. People were breaking stories, and it's not the official yeah. club report. I feel sorry for him because it. he's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because obviously he knows what's going on behind the scenes, but he can't put it out there because he hasn't been given authority to do that. Yeah, that's no, absolutely bizarre. So <coughs> we think Cox will be out for the next two to three weeks, but yeah. again, we're just going off what we've heard. It could, you know, could be short, it could be longer. So Dino, Paul wishes you well. Hopes to see you at Westfield Stratford soon <laughs> or at a ground so he can wave to you. <laughs> On Tuesday, um, there was a, a, a youth game um, at Peterborough. Um, news broke that Hogan Ephraim, um, those of you who are probably familiar with him, uh, most recently he was at QPR, got let go in the summer. Um, he was playing in that game for us. Um, I don't know how if he did well or not uh, from a fan's point of view, but obviously from a management point of view on Wednesday it broke that we won't be signing him. Yeah, but again, I mean- not through the club. Yeah, again, not through the club. I mean, I I was quite impressed with that name. I thought that's a quite a big name. I'd heard of him. Mm. He'd done quite well at QPR, but apparently he didn't play too well in that Peter Burr match, uh, which is a shame. So, yeah, it looks like we're not signing him. But again, yeah. nothing through the club. It's just, again, through unofficial sources. But that's that's what we have to go through at the moment. But that's th- that's fair enough, because the, he was noted only as a trialist in that game. Yeah. So that, that's like fine contract. and fair. Yeah. Um, uh, so, again, so another poor... Uh, piece of lack of communication from the club that Michael Petrasso joined Notts County on loan um, despite the fact that we thought he was at QPR recuperating getting some treatment on an injury yeah, to so sustain while playing for us so we heard that he went, got sent back about two weeks ago because he took a knock and we it was in the club programme yesterday that he joined Notts County on loan yeah on loan but yeah. we, we found out a couple of days ago but again there was no official source saying that he'd left or you know, it's just a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah. Just a bit strange, but we wish him the best. He looked good. From the two or three games we saw him, he looked pretty decent. Looked like he could take on a player. Obviously, wasn't match fit, though, at that, at that yeah, point. Yeah, I, I thought he was he was exciting to watch, but he didn't have an end product. You That's why I'm not overly disappointed about losing him. You know what happened there, don't you? He's going to score against us, isn't he? Not County at home, whenever we play him, Petrasso will give Cuthbert or Amazuzzi or Lowry, give him yeah. the run around, he'll score a great goal. <laughs> we'll just be sitting there head in hand yeah but we'll see but yeah best of luck to him he look, you know can't say fairer than that absolutely good luck to him also the date has been confirmed for the JPT uh, next round uh, which is Northampton at home and that will take place at 7.45 on Tuesday <coughs> the 11th of November yeah looking forward to that one yeah surely come on go got to win that one come on Paul I've got a Northampton town colleague as well so I saw him the other day I said oh it looks like we've got a bit of a big game coming up against each other so That'd be very interesting. Wish it was away. No, no. Because we'll, we'll, we'll take them at home. I think that's going to be a big game for Northampton, though. I think they'll bring quite a few people down. I think they'll make a lot of noise. So Probably. Get make down sure there. we turn up in numbers for that one, guys. Absolutely. So, 
Paul, you tweeted uh, earlier in the week about how frustrated you, you were getting, yeah. and how frustrated we were getting with the yeah. uh, time it was taken to appoint a manager. Yeah. Uh, two examples this week of clubs doing well to make quick appointments. The first was Scunthorpe, yeah. who sacked Russ Wilcox, I think, on Sunday. Yeah, that, he, yeah, he stepped down on, on, I think it was a Sunday or the Monday, and... and the fact that it just goes to show you how fickle football is, they went on a, a 28 game unbeaten run last, last season. season. Yeah. And they're, all right, they're having a bit of a difficult time adjusting, but it'd be interesting to see. I think, is um, Mickey at? No, no, no they appointed Mark Robbins. Mark Robbins, that's right. So they appointed right. Mark Robbins in two days. And Mark Robbins was a name who we were talking about, thinking he wouldn't come to us. And he's gone to Scunthorpe. So, you know, a great appointment by the board. And it just shows you if you get a board who. I get look maybe who are more experienced and who are more with it and maybe who discuss alternatives before sacking the manager. Yeah. You know, and they set themselves up well. And same to York, who sacked their manager and then appointed Russ Wilcox, who Scunthorpe had sacked within about two or three days. And the same with Tranmere, who have now got Mickey Adams. So obviously Mickey Adams won't be coming to the O's. Um, but yeah, it took them about two to three days to appoint them. So, you know, that's just an example of what a good board... Uh, could do and Lynn Wells gave us a tweet at Lynn Wells 81 uh, saying her opinion has been very divided on the new owners uh, it might be worth Milanese changing his name to Marmite which is I'm, quite a good point actually I'm going to put it out there now and I think quite a few people will probably agree with me but I think Milanese is and I, I'm sure I've said it last week or the week before that Milanese is the root cause of most of our problems not a fan not, no, I can't, no, I think he should be gotten rid of. I know he's only on a year's contract, but he's made more of a hash in, in, in his last year than Hearn and, and anyone else associated with the club did in 19 years. I really think the guy is, 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 is a dead weight in, in, in a bit of rotten wood in our ship, and I think he ought to be gotten rid of sooner rather than later. We don't need someone like his position. We don't need someone between the board and, and the management and playing stuff. It, it worked perfectly fine when Matt Porter spoke to Russ directly, Russell Slade directly. I just think he's causing problems. He's voicing opinions that he shouldn't be voicing. Sheffield United train home, that sort of thing. Slight tangent here, but as Milanese has been mentioned, I thought I'd have a rant. Is it something that's getting lost in translation, though? Have a look, Partly. Have you ever heard Milanese speak and not knowing how good his grasp, of, grasp is of the English, English, English language? Obviously, a bit out of mind because I can't speak this morning. Uh, maybe something's getting lost in translation. Maybe he's not got good English, and maybe it's not coming across well. Well, his English know. is better than um, Franco Bichetti's. That's why he's been sort of yeah, doing a lot of the talking, and yeah, also we'll better than Alessandro Angelieri. We'll uh, Angelieri. So you know, he's he's the better of the three. So if he's only got a limited understanding, yeah. then God help us all. Someone whose English I hope is better than uh, Milanese's, if rumours are to be true, yeah. is Cersei. Cosby. So on Wednesday night, a lot of rumours started up that he was sitting at the training ground and from being nowhere uh, on the odds in the betting to be the next one manager leapt from nowhere to being the uh, the favourite. So it could be rumours, but it could be true. But obviously we'll discuss it because that's what we're here to do, to discuss the rumours. So yeah, a lot of rumours. So we put out a tweet saying we know nothing about him. Looks a bit mental. Uh, an average managerial record. Yeah. Manager, you know... A fairly high-ish level in Italy without ever being renowned. Um, and we asked what your thoughts were. So Paul Stokes at PIJ Meester said he won the Intertoto Cup with Perugia back in 2003, which makes our Ibiza <laughs> Cup power into insignificant. We did a pre-season and a trip <laughs> yeah. to Ibiza. That's brilliant. Uh, one year. Um, Michael Highton at Highton 1411. Serie B mainly. No real success in the last six or seven years and doesn't hold a job for more than two years. What are we playing at? 
I think there was some responses to that in that Martin Ling came with no experience yeah. at all and got, got us promoted. And the average managerial tenure generally is around two, yeah, two years anyway. Moment. So that, that, that ought not to be a concern. Robert Hawkes at Harlow Orient said, Add, he wears a cap. When can he start? <laughs> He's got no hair, but we don't care. <laughs> Cersei, Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Fits beautifully. Um Daniel Smith at Daniel's uh Daniel S nine one one nine. Um read his wiki, one of the most passionate managers in Italy. Might be alright. I've seen some highlights of him kind of escapading down touch lines and down the pitch and he looks like a bit of a nutcase. Yeah. Seems very Decalio esque. Oh, don't say that. Um Tom Williams at Tommy T Leave said, to be honest, I would take Pole Pot right now, just as long as we get a manager through the door. Blimey. Yeah. Desperate that, there, Tom. Absolutely. Paul, your thoughts on Cersei? Um, I don't just want us to go... I think the, the danger that we have is that because they're Italian, oh, they must be after the manager's job. Yeah. And from what I understand, from what he said to uh, some people, I think from a couple of guys I've spoken to that were at the fans forum, they don't just want to appoint... Italians for the sake of them being Italians. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They want the best people for the job. Now, quite clearly, they are going to have Italian football people down there. You know, Milanese is connected with with a lot of Italian people. So, in the football world, so yeah, he'd probably invite them down. They're probably his mates. That yeah, might they be interested in the job? Who knows? Quite possibly, yeah. But at the at the bottom line here is we've always heard through the grapevine that they've said Nugent is for consistency. He, you know, we trust him. We believe in him. And that seems to be the outcome of things at the moment, despite that not being communicated properly enough. But if you're Nugent, imagine if you're Nugent and you're taking a training session and you're seeing Cosby being walked around and you're hearing about all the odds being short, surely that can't be a good factor. It's probably, you know, would you want someone as in your job, you know, yeah, being yeah. someone else being shown around who could do your job? No, you probably wouldn't. But, you know, like, like Nugent said in his post-match conference yesterday, he's got a contract. Yeah. Whatever I mean, that means in football these days. If I had a choice between... Nugent or Cersei? Who'd you go for? Cersei. Really? Yeah. More experienced. Seems a bit more passionate. I think he'd get the players playing for the shirt. And as you know, I'm not really... I'll support Nugent if he gets the... Well, I'll support Nugent. But, you know, a more experienced Italian eccentric manager all day long for me over Nugent any day. Really? You? I don't know that I'd go for an for an Italian manager just because he's not got league for, uh, English English league experience. Yeah, good point. I, th- I think from our point of view, where we are, you know, with with the backing, we we're, we're quite a big club in League One now. We I don't are. think that should be underestimated, and I think we just need someone with more experience, yeah. like your Mark Robbins, that sort of ilk. Yeah. Um, Chris Hutton or Brian McDermott. Russ Wilcox, incidentally, then signed for York a few days later. Yeah, that's what we yeah. I meant to mention earlier. No, we um, mentioned that earlier in the show. Like, no, yes. we did Scunthorpe, but he left Scunthorpe, but he then went and joined York. Oh, yeah, we mentioned that. Oh. Listen to the podcast after okay. the recording. Um, I didn't so, realise. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's so, know your views. Yeah, I, I think we need someone with experience. Yeah, that's Paul's view. Mine is agreed. I would be happy with Cosme. Okay. Let us know what you think. If you're happy with Luge, if you want Cosme, or any names who you think we should be going for who haven't been mentioned yet, be interested to hear. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter uh, at Orient Outlook or via email at Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. So on Thursday morning, the story was finally broken uh, by Colin Munford and not the official club Twitter feed that Kevin Nugent had signed as interim manager until the end of the season. So the article said uh, that Nugent 
was offered the job on the Friday before the Sheffield United game. Uh, and that Nugent didn't want to announce that on the Saturday because it would have detracted from the results. Interestingly, it also said that Nugent has got no problem stepping down to be a number two to a future Orient manager if needs be. Yeah. That can't be right, can it? What does that actually like? What what sort of a message does that actually give? That just doesn't sit right with me. Does it mean that he loves the club and he wants to be here, whatever the weather? Yeah, I mean, if Nugent's a manager for the next two months and things aren't going well and, you know, Cosme comes in or whoever, I don't think Nugent would be happy just to hand the reins over and then be his number two, surely. But... I can't, no, I can't see it. We, yeah, I can't see it. And also, I think that kind of bothered most fans, bothers me a little bit, is his title of interim, mm. which is never good. Why Why didn't they just say he's manager until the end of the season? Yeah, he's got one-year sa- contract, one-season contract. Yeah, and then sacking like they would anyway if results don't go his way. I think the interim kind of holds a cloud over over the, the manager's it's not, head it's not definite is it it's not no. a definite it's not head coach he's interim head coach and like Dave Victor on the post-match thing said it's a bit of an unusual title it's very title, unusual which he then laughed at it's so very yeah, unusual it because you know there's no he knows he's got the season and it's just, it's just a bit bizarre it's a bit strange mm. um, another kind of uh, factor with this is that the communication from the club's been very poor on this and the club officially still haven't communicated it so surely you know, we we came we spoke about Johnny Davis before, but yeah. surely when you appoint an interim manager or a manager or make a signing or let a player go, surely that has to be broken via the club. Yeah, and, and a not a reporter. Surely, yeah. it's very strange. That Who's telling the reporter all this information? God knows. How is he getting his information? Because Ra- it's not going to be from any of the Italian guys, is it? It's not going to be Bichetti or Angelieri or Melanese phoning up Colin Mumford or. Simon, whatever his name is at the at the Guardian or the Recorder or whoever. Don't know. Saying, oh, by the way, just so that you know, can Don't you know. put it out there for us? It's just very strange, well, very strange goings on at the club. Yeah. So as it stands, Nugent is our interim manager yep. until the end of the season. I'm guessing that if he does well, he'll get offered a two-year contract. I'm guessing that if he doesn't do so well, he could be booted out yeah. as mm-hmm. FBC's fit at any yep. time, I guess. So, you know, or if not, you know, at the end of the season. So as we said, we'll always support the manager who's taking charge you know we'll never get on his back but best of luck to you Kev you've got a big job absolutely and good luck you've got the right attitude for it so let's hope we start claiming some points and getting up the table absolutely so after that I mean we'd heard about this earlier in the season but we didn't know sort of to what what sort of strength the rumour had um, but apparently you know it's, it's common knowledge now that, that Franco Bichetti obviously has a television company back in Italy and I think when he bought this club he, he had an idea for a sort of reality style TV show where they would have a couple of young Ita- uh, you know, uh, Italian uh, lads to come over and, and fight for a contract to, to, to play for Leighton Orient. Um, our understanding of it was, was that the players were definitely not up for that. It's not something they wanted to get involved in. I'm assuming Slade was probably well behind that as well. Yeah. Uh, I think probably for fear of embarrassment or for fear of it not showing us in a particularly positive light. But um, um, it, it, it's come out now that, that the players have now agreed. So I don't know to what, what's broken that deadlock. Probably Bichetti telling them that it's being done and to get behind it. Probably. It's just a bit of a strange one. Like, I know Liverpool done it about two years ago for an American television company. Oh, right. And it was quite an interesting watch, to be fair. But that was more along the lines of trying to get their brand across in America. So it might be FB trying to get the brand across in Italy. Yeah. Maybe to gain more awareness of it. Maybe to do it in the UK to maybe get attendances up. You know, the only way is Orient. Well, they used to have the Sun uh, winner. Well, they used to have. They did the Sun when Steve Watts won it. But then they also do the um, Samsung Winner Pro. 
I didn't. So it's not too dissimilar to what's already been done. I, I didn't know it was in the Sally contract. I just thought they were going to f- film the team as they went around the country. I didn't realise it was a an Italian balling contract. I just thought it was a documentary on the club. No, I don't players. think so. I think it was Bichetti's TV company looking to do it. Very strange, yeah. very strange. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens with that, we'll see what develops. Absolutely. So on Friday it was announced that due to the scuffle between the Orient and Swindon players just before the full-time whistle, that both Orient and Swindon had accepted the FA misconduct charge and were fined instantly, let draws a line under that. Uh, we were fined £4,000 yeah. and Swindon were fined £5,500, which is good. I understand, because I missed that game, but I understand we kicked that off. Yeah, we got fined less. Yeah, apparently I read that Swindon had been warned before about previous conduct, ah, apparently. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's why they were fined more. I don't know how true that is, but that's the reason why. But good, we don't like Swindon, they don't <laughs> like us. Tough. You know? um, um, it was good scuff though, to be fair. You know, Henderson looks up for a route at all times of day, so, you know, more for Swindon for trying to get into a, to a route with Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. Although yesterday I probably would have fancied my chances, and I'm only five foot seven. <laughs> you probably would have beaten him yesterday. Away I would have beaten him definitely. So the other piece of good news that came out on Friday was that the Skybet Football League Fan of the Month uh, results had come out, um, and it turns out that it was um, Leighton Orient's very own um, Chris Smith and Rob Stone um, who had travelled. Around 2,000 miles. We understand that obviously there are a lot of fans that travel to a lot of home games. So kudos to all of you Orient fans who do make the travel in. Um, Chris and Rob, um, uh, I'm sure, um, sort of taking the award for, for all Orient fans who have who have done all the travel in as well. Um, kudos to you all. It's a massive investment of time, effort and money. Yeah, and well done. You know, Chris has provided us with some away match reports in the past. So good friend of the show. Yeah, and great friend of the show. Congrats to him. And like Paul said, it nice shows great commitment to... to to be able to do it and to get there in terms of money and getting the time and you know to all fans who make the trips you know amazing Absolutely. and believable so yeah. we went to the supporters club didn't we before yesterday's match we did we arranged it with them They're yeah very nice guys yeah lovely guys and it was great to interview them just to get their perspective so yeah we got them outside the supporters club and here's what they had to say all receiving their prize Hello, we are here outside the supporters club at 2.25 before the MK Dons game with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and Paul Levy, and the award winning Chris Smith and Rob Stone, who've won the League One Sky Bet of the Supporters of the Month Award. Yes, yeah. Brilliant. So, guys, how did it come about? How did you uh, end up with the award? Uh, well, I got a call from a guy at like, Sky Bet and the Football League on last Friday. I said, Look, do you want to come? Well, you've been nominated. Do you want to come to the training ground on Monday? I said, send some details over. So I did, and they went to the training ground, picked up the ball. Rob couldn't make it, unfortunately, due to the fact he was working. So I happened to do all the talking on his behalf. Amazing. So who nominated you? Was it the club or was it a fellow supporter? Uh, I believe it was fellow supporters. I know one person who definitely nominated yeah, the pair of us. I don't know if any others did. But oh, if, I couldn't if, tell you names, so thank you to those that yeah. did. That's amazing. So obviously you got nominated. And when did you actually find out that you'd won? Well, I said we've been nominated on Friday, which is basically them sort of saying you'd won anyway. So yeah. emailed them the details, and then by the Friday evening they said, look, you've won, can you come to the training ground at so-and-so time? Yeah, yeah, that's not a problem. And, yeah. Amazing. So at the training ground, who who presented the award, and who did you get the uh, honour of meeting at the uh, our lovely training ground? Uh, most of the team, really. Four players were involved in like the present, uh, presentation of the uh, trophy and the photo. Pete Cox, Adam Legsin, Nathan Clark, and Chris Nagnall. So, oh, amazing. Yeah. Obviously, they Le- kind of shook your hand and said, yeah. well done. Yeah, it has to be said, Lexington's had a tremendous beard and it was a lot Very nice. Very nice. It's almost as good as Paul's. <laughs> <laughs> One burning question that I have, though, is um, who gets to keep the trophy? 
trophy. Chris is going to keep the trophy. I'm going to take it home tonight to show my family, but then Chris can keep the trophy. If he wants it any time, he can have it. So, so you're doing a loan agreement? You'll have a loan agreement. Pretty much it'll be a loan agreement for this evening. No, no view to it permanent, though. No. <laughs> right, right. Amazing. And lastly, you are, I believe you're being presented with the award on the pitch at half time. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. that's, that's correct. That's correct. Hopefully we get booed. <laughs> and who's presenting the award? Is it uh, FB or is it no Nuge? Is it? I actually have no idea, no so we'll have to wait and see. Can't Ooh. give you an exclusive on this one. I'm wow. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you very much, guys, for the quick interview. Yeah, lovely, man. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. And thank you. are you going to any... Well, I'm assuming you're going to many more, and hopefully you'll win next month's <laughs> player. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, we'll be at Doncaster on Tuesday in Port Bound next Saturday. Don't worry. Wow. Amazing. Well, well done. Well done, fellas. So, yeah, that was uh, Rob and Chris. Lovely guys. And, yeah, you know, they make up the uh, what it's all about, really. Absolutely. You know, the passion and the travelling and everything with the O's. So... Yeah, fair play to them, and you know, if you want to win that award, I think all, you, all your mates have to do is nominate you, and then Sky take it from there. So well done. Yeah, absolutely. So um, after the interview, we took our seats in the uh, south stand, and um, we tweeted before the game what we sort of thought we would yeah. prefer to go for. We thought that the you and I thought four three three. Yeah, we wanted the Simpson. I thought, I, well, I wanted Simpson on the left, Hendo in the middle, and Bat on the right. Yeah. Uh, Graham, our absent friend, wanted yep. a four-four-two with Hendo and Simpson up front. So we asked what your views were. So J H, Ian, Manny, Renee, and John said I'm with Stephen Paul. I would rather go for it and have a bit of pace than watch it watch it be booted to Henderson constantly. Yeah, I totally agree. At Mal Mal underscore Styles, I go with Paul definitely Bat on first. Yep, good point. Uh, uh, at me at Mr Peter Simpson. Uh, said, yep, four three three with Simpson, Henderson, and Bat up front with Vincelo, Pritchard, and Price in midfield. As we don't have many midfield options. True. Well done, Peter. You called yeah. that. That was that was actual midfield. Vincelo, Pritchard, Price, Bat. Yeah, absolutely. Good so um, Michael Highton at Highton one four one one with Stephen Paul. Let's take the game to them. More pass and pace and less long ball, which yeah. I think is what we're all crying out for. Yeah, absolutely. Sam Cas at Sam Cast nine. Said four four two with Dags and Simpson up front, uh, with all out pace up front, and with having Bat on the right wing. So he was almost right, to be fair. Apart from Henderson uh, for Dagnall, that was yeah. that was what actually Luge went with. So good call there, Sam. Yeah, does his best work charging down in the wing into the down the wing into the box. Yeah, yeah from he does yeah. Always, yeah. Mike Brown music. I would go with Henderson today. No chance I'm leaving my top scorer out today against one of the league's best sides at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's a fair comment. Yeah, obviously, it didn't work point. out that way, but that's a that's a fair comment. Yeah. So the team was announced uh, with Woods in goal, keeping his place. Legends is still mm-hmm. injured, making his way back. Uh, Lowry was left back. Clark and Baldry centre defence. Cuthbert right back. With Vincelo. Price in the middle, mm-hmm. and so when we actually saw the lineup, it looked like it was a four-three-three, didn't yeah. it? But it turns out that Bat was selected, but played on the left wing, yeah. which I've never seen him play on the left wing before. He's normally on the right, but you know we'll come on to see his performance in a bit. Pritchard on the, on the right, yeah, that's why. Yeah, and Henderson and Simpson up front in a four-four-two situation. And I must say, kick off, we kicked towards the north stand in the first half, and there was obviously two. South stand season ticket holders. It was nice to have them kicking towards Aaron in the second half. Agree. Maybe much prefer it. Yeah, me too. Maybe it's a luge thing, or maybe it's just tossing the coin. But yeah, it was nice. So long may that continue. So come on, those you know second half South stand. Absolutely, we much prefer it that way. Um, so the first half, obviously, I think pretty much everyone agreed was much better than the second half. I think yeah. the highlight for for us was. 
Um, one of the highlights was the great double save by Woods. Yeah, I mean, if you could call it a highlight, like almost avoiding the goal being scored, but I don't know what play it was, but shot from about 30 yards, and the ball seemed to really pick up pace as it was heading towards the corner. To goal, yeah. uh, Woods made a good initial save. I didn't think he was going to make that save, actually. I he, really didn't think that was going he to made, He done well to kind of get a bit of power to push it away from him, because it was really kind of coming towards him fast. Um, I think it was their lowly from Arsenal got, got a foot to the rebound to cover yeah, the guy's name, a phobie. Yeah, a phobie. Uh, and somehow Woods managed to get a hand to the, the follow-up and, and, just and chip it onto the bar. Bounced up onto the bar, didn't Bounced it? Bounced up to the bar and ran out. Uh, so a great save and stayed at 0-0. And then for the rest of the first half, it was a warrant, really, I would say. Good pressure. Uh, Lowry had a tremendous effort on the on the half on the bounce with a half volley about 40 yards out. Yeah. And from where we sit, we had a perfect view of him hitting it. It was amazing. And the way yeah. it was just, it just kind of curled. It was, that would have been a superb goal. It was curling to the top corner. Right into the top corner, where, like, you don't save those types. No, no, well, you unfortunately, the keeper did, but great save. And absolutely great hit. That would have taken the roof off Brisbane Road had that gone in. But, yeah. you know, last season, that would have gone in. The way things are going this yeah. season, it's just not going our way. Um, and following up from that, Price, who I thought played all right, to be fair, played a superb ball into bat. Uh, their defender misjudged it and Bat found himself in a one-on-one situation He so you know shot the ball their keeper saved it's quite a tame shot I thought uh, unfortunately with Bat I feel like whenever he gets into a one-on-one not confident he doesn't take it so a perfect example of that was Peterborough in the playoff last yeah. season where we'd got one up and we had a breakaway and Bat had a one-on-one again with their keeper mm. and again didn't really test the keeper just smacked it at the keeper maybe it's because he's a right-footed player on the left but he, he had to take it on his left I think no, he kept, he sort of kind of cut back and then tried to bend it round because he sort of angled his body awkwardly yeah. so that he could use his right foot. He he goes for placement, which yeah. is probably the right thing to do, but he just doesn't... You know the keeper's going to go to ground and, and that just dink it over him. Yeah, so unfortunately, anyway. Bat missed. Uh, then Hendo, Henderson had a good shot. He kind of got the ball, good snap turn, decent effort was going in. They made a decent save. So at half-time, it was 0-0. Well, I was quite happy with that first half. Thought we played we played pretty decent. Absolutely. Attendance uh, got announced. It was just over five thousand, five thousand and fourteen. Yeah. And Paul's, uh, I think, made the most MK Dons fan that I've seen at Orient for years. Oh really? For years, they they travel reasonably well because we're only down the M1 to be fair. Yeah. And we travel well when we go yeah, up yeah. there. We take about a thousand up there. Yeah. I think they had about eight hundred. Uh, uh, yeah. That's um, all over the first So like hundreds. Yeah. Absolutely. So. But a fair play to him. Fair play for coming yeah. down, yeah. So I could support support their local team. Yeah, I think they've only done that because they're on the old glory hunt a little Absolutely, bit. Absolutely, yeah. Well it'd be interesting to see so. how they have taken, how they've not been doing so well. Yeah. So second half kicked off, and in the 55th minute, uh, we could see Dagnall coming on, and I like everyone. At, well, I presume that it would be Dagnall for Henderson. Yeah. But it turned out it was Dagnall for Bat. For me, that was a straight substitution. Uh, Bat looked a bit bemused as to why he came off. We both thought that Bat was doing quite well, yeah. uh, despite missing the great chance. Uh, but it's you know interesting on the old Twitter though divided opinion. So yeah. I thought he was doing really well. So did Paul. But other people thought he was looked up really tired and okay. kind of gone out of the game. But I thought I said to you actually before he came off, everything's going through back. It was you know Pritchard yeah. was a bit non-existent. We couldn't get the ball up to the front too quick enough, and it, it, it yeah. seemed like we, our aim was to get the ball to bat, and he would just charge charge down the wing and try and look look to get the crossing. Yeah. So it was surprising. As I say, bat looked surprised, and he looked totally. Dejected sitting on the bench, he didn't put his shoulders up on it, he had his arms crossed. And you know, it's interesting to see how Luch handles that going forward because you know, if Bat's you know giving him lip and answering back as he's coming off, be interesting to see how, how Luch handles that. Yeah, 
I don't know that that. I don't think he would, but you know, obviously he's not. No player wants to be substituted. Absolutely. Period. Um, unless they're injured or tired or, or you know exhausted because they're just coming back from an injury or something like that. But you know, he yeah he looked a little bit peeved. But anyway, um, so the second half obviously was nowhere near as good as the first half. Clark got booked for a handball. Baldry got booked as well initially, and then right on the halfway line, Baldry then sees fit to make another foul and then gets a second yellow. About a minute after his first yellow. Uh, it, it, it was it was utterly utterly stupid on his part, and you know, it was an unnecessary foul on a phobe, um right on the halfway line. So there's no need to make that foul. Um, I think it's embarrassing actually that, that that you you have that sort of attitude and mentality, and it shows that he doesn't really have, in my opinion, a decent footballing brains at times. Um, Philip White, uh, I wrote this down sort of during the match. I looked on Twitter later, and Philip White. Um, on you know you also echoed my thoughts as well though I didn't put them out there um, saying that if Baldry had a brain he'd be dangerous yeah a bit of a silly challenge to do um, so he gets sent off and then the game just faded out really didn't it yeah it faded out MK Dons didn't look particularly hungry to go for the win which surprised me I thought they would have done yeah after 10 men Carl Robinson jumping up and down like a Idiot on the on the sideline, prostrating to the fourth official. But then we had a throw in with about the last attack of the game, and I was just thinking, go for it. You know, you got nothing to lose. No one, no one attacked it. It was a Scotty C throw in. You know, you know, Scotty C's like got a decent throw. So was Clark, and apparently Clark looked at Lou and just said, "Can I go forward and take it?" And Lou just told him to stay where he was. You know, that disappointed me. I feel I think that we had to go for that, and you know, time was running down as soon as that throw in was taken. Russell mm. went anyway. So it just shows a bit of lack of, I don't know, adventure on Luigi's part. Anyway, match finished 0-0. A point's better than no points, but That's right. disappointed after that first half performance, we couldn't follow up a take or three. Would have taken that before the game kicked off, so it would have taken a point against them before the game kicked off. So yeah. Post-match news said, we are reasonably happy with a point to contain the league's leading scorers was very pleasing. The back four were excellent. Uh, difficult game against the top scorers in the league. We're in a battle, and the players showed that we were up for a battle. That concerns me, because I don't know what battle we're up against. If he's if he's thinking we're up for a relegation battle, then that's, that's not a good thing that, that the interim manager's thinking, or if he just thinks we're in a, uh, in a battle to kind of get back to where we were. That's fair enough, but not sure about that quote there. And he also commented about his uh, interim manager title. Mm. You know, he said, it means that I'm in charge of the football club, and I will run it how I want to, and I'm really enjoying it. Gary Woods also went on to say, another day we would have won the game. Spirit is good, and we can climb this table. Right. So, you know, everyone's hopeful. Yeah. Everyone keeps talking about the spirit. Yeah. Um, you know, a few of you guys fed back to us on your views on the performance. James Pettigrew at Best Snooker JP said it was a good point. Uh, we played better. There'll be a lot of reshuffling on Tuesday at Doncaster. So let's back Nuge and the players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Good point there, James. At Ian Manny Rennie John again. Uh, Jack Price was outstanding. And defence looked a whole lot more solid. If we perform like that, Donny will be okay. I disagree. I don't think Jack Price was outstanding. I thought he was decent. He's it better than Bartley. I think I think oh, yes. I'm happy that he's yes. better than Bartley. Yes. Um, and the performance seemed to split a lot of people. A few some people thought it was a good point. Some people thought we should have gone for free. You know, it seems to have divided opinion. Yeah. You know, before the game a point might have been decent. But for me, I just want to see the team play a bit better. I mean, our defence looked really good, I thought. But on the flip side of that, I thought our attack looked pretty poor. Uh, I'm concerned by Luigi's substitutions. It's not the first time he's done a bit of a strange sub. I'm not sure, you know, not sure that that was the right man to take off. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, who knows? For me, there was also a lack of urgency to the team. So, you know, it was Luigi's first game as official interim manager. And 
as a manager, as a new manager's first game, there should be players absolutely busting themselves to win every challenge and to win every ball. But they weren't, you know. And for me, if we had new blood in, they would be. They'd all they'd all be playing for their places, and I don't feel that that's necessarily going to happen uh, under Nugent, mm. you know. And for me, I don't mind it when Orient lose. Not that I ever like him. If yeah. they lose and they put hundred percent into the game, you go, you know, well, at least they tried and they showed Absolutely. that passion and they were sweating. Hundred percent. And I'm not sure Nugent's going to get that out of them. You know, it's there to be seen. It didn't look like they were really playing that. You know, that 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 level. That level for I've no today. problem with losing if we've played really well and just perhaps been a little bit unlucky. I have a problem losing generally, but more so if we aren't. Yeah, doing our absolutely. best if we don't see the players absolutely bust in the gut absolutely so you want to make an apology do you Paul yeah so I, I, I tend to have a bit of a potty mouth and um, generally I sort of if I see someone that isn't pulling their weight I generally sort of tend to let them know and I think that um, Darius Henderson um, deserves a bit of an apology despite how frustrating he is you know the, the way that we should all behave is is to the extent that alright someone's not doing well let's, let's get behind them support them encourage them so from that point of view, um, apologies to all the players who um, might have heard my potty mouth, <laughs> and uh, particularly Darius, because you caught the brunt of most of it, because I just feel that you can do better, and, and we've seen better from you, and, and yeah. you were getting hustled off the ball, and you were being fouled a lot, don't get me wrong, I think their centre-back should have been on yellow cards much earlier. Well, that, um, that was a touching point, wasn't it, that the MK Dons players should all have been on bookings a lot earlier than what they were, and yeah. Henderson was cutting a frustrated figure. Um, yeah, Showed I mean, shot. we're all having a laugh and a joke about Randall not being sent off. So after he'd been booked, yeah, but if, you know, he should have been sent off, and and the referee seemed really lenient to MK Dons. So that's your first official apology from your own outlook to a player. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be many more as the season yeah, continues. I'm not proud of it, but you know, I'm I'm quite passionate, and and you know, if I was playing, I would be giving a hundred percent irrespective. So yeah. when you think that someone isn't. You know, it, it, it frustrates. Absolutely. So it turns out that uh, Gian Vito Plasmati and Cersei Cosme were there yesterday. Yep. They'd been snapped. Uh, also announced that Plasmati has signed until the end of the season. Again, broken by uh, The Guardian. Yeah. So not the official Orient feed. Uh, Plasmati comes to us as a 31-year-old, six foot six, with an average goal record. Uh, he scored against Inter Milan. And he's, you know, the highlights I've seen, he's played at some big, big stadiums, so he's experienced. Uh, definitely not fit from what I've heard Great. and remains to be seen what he can do Wonderful. in League One seems a very similar player to Henderson Right. I, I presume that Nugent's plan not that he's a Nugent signing is to get Cox back in and get McEnough back in play 4-4-2 with, with Hendo and Plasmati and to batter balls into the box that's, that's what I would presume they do now that they've signed Plasmati yeah. they've got two big target men up front yeah. it would seem illogical to sign him and to keep Playing it on the ground, but we'll see. You know, I've yeah. got no idea. He doesn't he's, he's obviously not a Nugent signing. You know, unless Nugent's scouting Syria B and Syria C, but I can't see yeah, it. Nice. But best of luck to him. And Cosme was there apparently to talk to his good friend Milanese. He wasn't there for the job; just there to catch up with an old friend. That could be absolute rubbish, but we'll see. Absolutely. So our hero of the week this week, I think we're going to give it to, um, well, we are going to give it to Shane Lowry. Agreed. Um, excellent at left back yesterday. People have obviously been quite concerned about his position at left back. He's developed well, I think, since he's come to us. Tough tackling, prone to the yellow card, bit of a stupid foul giveaway. Started to bring that into his game with us um, when he first came, but now I think that he seems a bit more considered, a little bit more settled. Uh, and, and, and he's very decent yeah we agreed on that yesterday and I think he's now at that level of match fitness where he's going to put in a good performance maybe yeah. he wasn't fit earlier in the season so that was good so we're going to bring our negatives and positives of the week back so 
I'll do the negatives. You do yep. positives. Go on then. So first negative, uh, despite making a, a humble apology to him, is Davis yep. Henderson. Uh, we don't well, we don't see why we're paying him so much. You know, the rumours go from anywhere between seven and twelve thousand pound a week. I think even seven's a bit too high for him at the moment. He wasn't very good yesterday. Didn't win headers. He was out muscled and out fought for the long balls, which I think is a fair point. Yeah. Uh, second negative, still no home win. So the home form's being concerning. You yeah. know, we normally start off the first half quite well. But fading the second poorly, and if we don't score in that first half, it means we're always, you know, chasing, chasing the, chasing the game. And the third negative uh, was Clark's booking, as that was his fifth, which means both our centre backs are out versus Doncaster. So Paul, positive. That is that is that is a big shame actually from that point of view. That um, it'd be interesting to see how that turns out. Absolutely. Positives of the week. Um, I think it's improvement since our last game. Um, yeah. Obviously the fact that we've kept a clean sheet. A point against the decent side, which we would have taken before the game. Uh, and as, as the third positive, Chris and Rob getting the fans yeah. of the month award. So I that, that's, that's great. That point pushes us up to twentieth in the table. So as it stands, we've taken twelve points from twelve twelve points from twelve matches. Nuge is league record is two points from twelve available points. Uh, and this week a busy week for the O's. Two away trips. So the first is away to Doncaster on Tuesday. Doncaster are fourteenth in the league. They've got fourteen points from eleven. So if we beat them we'll go above them in the table. Uh, it's gonna be an interesting to see what Nuge does with the lineup as both Clark and Baldry are suspended. Yeah. Uh, I presume the you know, Obazuzi will come back. You'd presume Lowry and Cuthbert would go centre-backs and Pritchard at right-back, maybe. Oh, reckon. Maybe a good opportunity for Samlin to come in. He's been mm. on the bench a lot, yeah. so he's, he's obviously got to be ready for that, for that should it come along. Yeah. Um, midfield, possibly Bartley back in. Bartley, Price, Vince Lowe back. You know, Simpson, Henderson up front. There's a lot, there's a lot of choices up to be uh, made for Nuge, so we'll see what he goes with. And uh, Gary Wood's going back to his old club. Yeah. Probably enough. not for the first time, but... Going no, back to his old club. I hope he gets a good reception there. I don't know what his relationship's like with the fans. No. Hopefully he'll get, he'll get a good uh, reception there. And on, we follow that up by going away to Port Vale on Saturday. So in my eyes, Doncaster be a difficult away game. I'd probably take a point away, Doncaster. Uh, away Port Vale, I expect three points and nothing less. Port Vale, 22nd in the league. Yeah. Uh, they've got the same amount of points as us, but they've played one game more. Uh, so busy weeks so if you're going have yep. a great trip and have a safe journey and get behind the team and support the O's I think we can get points from both of them yeah really I'd be them. I'd be happy with four points from six I'd be ecstatic from six points from six yeah absolutely and hopefully your away mar- army marches on so absolutely going, as I said, safe get, journey yeah safe journey get in contact if you want to donate us a match report we'll be happy to take one absolutely and we'll be reporting on those games next week yep Fantastic. I think that rounds it up for us this week. Uh, slightly longer than we anticipated, but lots been going on, lots to talk about. Do uh, keep in touch with us at Orient Outlook. Um, if you're on Twitter, if you're not and want to email us, it's orientoutlook at outlook.com. Yeah, so thanks for listening and have a great week. And we'll see what develops this week. I'm sure it'll be another interesting week in the, the uh, yeah. lives for an Orient fan and the club. So, yeah, have a good week. Up the O's. Bye now.